Well, hello and welcome to Let It Be, the podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode number 35. So, Brooke, I thought a really interesting topic to talk about today is a concept of home, not just because I just finally moved into my new home <laughs> after a long sojourn. But yeah, I'm keen to hear where we're, we're the same and where we're different on this, mainly because I am a huge homebody, like I always have been. I prefer to be at home more than anywhere else in the world. Um, whereas you, on the other hand, have this huge wanderlust and I could be wrong, but I think that whenever you've been at home for an extended period, you get like these super duper itchy feet. So I guess I'm keen to discuss with you, like, what is home for you? Like, is it just wherever your family happens to be at any given point in time? Or is it like an anchor or a base, which is like it allows you to travel knowing that you've always got it to come back to? I'm like, yeah, I'm keen to hear what home is for you. I'm really conflicted on this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just genuinely, genuinely turned all inside out with this one. Because if, I'm, if we're at home, you know, if we're, we're around the Blue Mountains where we live and I like being at home, I'm comfortable at home, I enjoy pottering around, I like gardening and, you know, cooking and just spending time with my family and, uh, you know, listening to music, like, you know, real homebody things. Like I'm not a, I'm obviously not a particularly sociable person. And so you're saying is when you're so at home, you're a massive homebody? Like home. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I would prefer to n- never be at home because I'd be <laughs> travelling all the time. <laughs> I, I truly do think that there, it would be incredibly difficult to travel full-time and not have a home base, but it appeals to me so much much more than anyone else I know. Yeah. I think I talk to people about it all the time. And Ben and I talk about, you know, the dream or my dream <laughs> of selling our house and just traveling. And there are loads of logistical issues with that, like kids and school and work and earning an income and all of those. But let's pretend that those logistical issues weren't issues. Then what would like the ideal look like for you? Oh, I'd be gone in a heartbeat. I'd just be gone in a flash. I have no sentimental attachment to our home or our stuff. Or interestingly, it is changing as the kids get older and we put down roots in the community here, yeah. even almost against my will. <laughs> Not that I don't like our community because I do. I really do. We're very lucky. We live in a beautiful place with lots of good people and great schools and lots to do and we're out, you know, in the national park and it's, it's a fantastic place to live and bring up a family. And the older our kids get, the more I realise that and the harder I feel like it would be to completely extricate ourselves and not regret it sometime down the track. Yeah. But if it's just on me, I'd go. I would go. I would be one of those itinerant wanderers who lives in a van and drives around the world <laughs> quite happily, just, you know, maybe – putting down roots in a place for six months, finding a mountain town in Canada and, you know, spending a season snowboarding and working and schooling around that. But that just appeals to me. Like if you could see me, I have the biggest grin on my <laughs> face even thinking about, about it. it. 
it's something that just lights this passion fire in my belly and yeah I would I would in a heartbeat I'd hit the road so would you say that for you just home is wherever your family is because obviously like you wouldn't have that same feeling if you were just traveling by yourself and no, family was no as else, much right? <laughs> she's like right tell me tell me that's right <laughs> right <laughs> No, my family don't feature in any of my travel plans. <laughs> Only joking. I often daydream about taking myself away for like a week and having a little mm, retreat yeah. just in a cabin in the yes, bush. in a cabin. Uh, or on the beach. That to me is, is like a delight, but anything beyond that. And, of course, I want my family with me. So, yeah, home home really is where my family is. I think we've got our own little rituals that, home to me I think home is what happens inside the building rather than the 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 building or the stuff the actual building that surrounds ourselves so for me like the ritual of happy day we have happy days which is usually like a Sunday afternoon we'll sit down and have a drink and maybe something to eat together and we'll sit outside and we'll listen to music that's a ritual that we have at least once or twice a week and when we travel we do that even more and that to me is home or, you know, watching a movie together is home or reading a book together or laying in bed with the kids and telling stories, that's home. Having a coffee with Ben in the morning, that, that doesn't have to happen at a particular place. It's where I find myself grounded in my family. And, yeah, yeah so I can, I can take my, my home, like our home, our, our idea of home anywhere. And that, I, I think that's part of the reason that I feel so secure with the idea of travelling long term like long long term because it's it's with me anyway yeah i i find it so interesting it wasn't until i was kind of making some notes for this podcast that i realized that so as i said i'm a massive massive homebody i'd rather be home than anywhere else so i do i do like traveling in so far as that i like expanding my experiences and you know seeing the world but if you told me you could never ever travel again. You could never leave Perth. Like it wouldn't be the most devastating thing I'd ever heard. Whereas no. I know that right now you are having an actual heart attack. <laughs> yeah, that 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 terrifies me. <laughs> the well, idea somebody, of someone saying you can't go, you can't travel anyway. ever again. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, the bars inside. of the prison come down beside me. <laughs> I start kind of perspiring. Seriously, my hands are sweating thinking about it. Yes. Whereas if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh, oh, well, you know, uh, it just, yeah. it, it honestly like would not bother me in the least. And I just like, it wasn't until I started making notes for this that I realized um, there's kind of two things at play here. So one is like, yeah, I think it's just my personality type. I just, I just love being at home. Mm -hmm. Like it's a real homebody personality type. But the other thing is, is I'm also a massive control freak. And when I am not in a place that I consider my home. So at home, I am completely 100% in control of everything, especially now as an adult. So I'm in control of where everything goes. I'm kind of in control of what, you know, what people do when they do it. And so the last three years we've been not at in our home. We've been living with my father-in-law, who's just the most poor guy. Like we kind of <laughs> moved into his house, made it our house, 
and then he was kind of like living with us. But I think that that was kind of the only way I could kind of do it for such a little while. We were there for like over three years and it was because I kind of had to make that his place, my place in order to kind of survive mentally. And I'm, this is sounding a little bit overly privileged and like seriously get a life, you know, you've got a roof over your head, just be happy. But yeah, it's, it must be something, an anxiety thing or something. Like I do need to feel in control of how the house is operating, how, like how my world, my personal world is operating in order to feel chilled out and relaxed. Right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I had to make his home my home. But the difference since moving into our own house, so our own house where I am literally in charge of exactly where everything goes, what's in it, what goes where, having a place for everything that we own, I can't even describe the difference in feeling like I've, I'm a complete, and even Ant said, he's just like, wow, I had like no idea <laughs> this would be such a massive difference for you. How have you survived the last three years? And I was like, just badly <laughs> inside. <laughs> I was screaming but, you internally. Know, kept it to myself. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, you know, I kind of knew that I was struggling internally and every so often I do kind of like little massive clean outs of little bits of, you know, the house that we were living in just to kind of feel that sense of control. And, it, yeah, I'm finding it really interesting that control is such a large part of why I love being at home and I'm not so sure how comfortable I am with that thought. Right. If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, no, it, it yeah. does. Like it's a realisation that that's a big part of your, you know, your your security at home, I guess, and then what that kind of plays out as. Yeah, it's just I think it's like the expectation I have of myself that really like, you know, you, you're just a control freak and that's why you love home so much because that's where you're in control. But then I don't know, is this not a self-acceptance thing where it's just like, well, that's who I am and that's how I achieve happiness and contentment is being in a place that I can call my own. And I think that that's the important thing is because um, we have never rented a house but we have lived in other people's houses a lot <laughs> while we were building our own houses. Like So we, we lived in aunt's parents' granny flat for a long time when we were um, – at uni we've lived with aunt's dad for a long time when we're building houses and yeah I've always found and that's kind of like renting and I've always found the difference between renting where it's not your house so you can't really do whatever you want to it and being in your own house where you can do whatever you want and you are in total control I find that's such a freeing kind of feeling like have you ever rented uh, not, not really. Uh, we, yeah. when we were traveling, like first time we rented and lived with roommates and stuff, which I didn't do throughout uni and like the kind of typical move out and, and live in a, a share house situation. I didn't do because my uni was really close to where we lived. So I stayed at home <laughs> with my parents. Yeah. So, but I get it. I understand what you mean. And I think for me, it's a comfort thing and having a space that is yours is completely different for me to, or actually it used to be, it's not so much anymore thinking about it. I mean, even when we travel, we will rent, um, you know, a private home for a month or two rather than, you know, um, hotels and stuff like that purely because it's way too expensive yeah. and it's far more comfortable to be in a home, you know, like a, a 
house space with kids than it is to be in a hotel room. Um, And that used to leave me on edge. I used to worry about it not being our space and feeling kind of uncomfortable about that. But over time, I think I've actually gotten really used to it. It's really interesting because when you were talking about feeling in control and feeling happier when things were done your way at home, I can relate to that completely. And I think part of my like my desire to travel just up sticks and go is rebelling against that because I, like, I, I sort <laughs> yeah. of have both ends of the spectrum. Like, I really do like having things in their place at home and things just unfolding the way that that I like them to unfold and need them to unfold in some in some way. But then the other side of it, I just want to literally throw it all up in the air, don't care where it lands and just go and not have to worry about it. And I think it's that's a rebelling kind of thing for me and it's a a reaction, I think, to feeling too locked in or bogged down. Yeah, it's such um, an interesting thing. How are you with house guests? Like do you love having them or do they kind of, then is it then less of your house when you have house guests? Oh gosh, I'm going to put off anybody who ever thinks you're I'm coming, coming to, to stay, stay with, with you. me next month. <laughs> understand that anything I say for the rest of this podcast does not apply to you coming to stay Great, with excellent. me. Excellent. Note okay, to self: carry on. book a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how are you with house? I oh, that's a that's a really good question. I, I like having people stay for a, a period of time, but I, it does feel less like um, – doesn't feel less like home. I just find myself concerned that they're comfortable and, you know, in in and then I don't feel as comfortable because I'm worried about them more than anything, I think. Um, but I like having my space and as regardless of who the person is, if I love them – um, they wouldn't be staying at my house if I didn't. But I, I think the the more bodies in a space, the less comfortable I feel. Maybe I don't know. I I don't know actually how I feel about it. It's a really good question. What about you? Yeah. So I like the idea of people coming to stay, and we specifically have a guest bedroom in this new house so that people can come and stay because we've never really been able to do it before. But I also know that. Like home is my absolute sanctuary. And I guess like let's say forget house guests because house guests are a novelty and it's I think it's really nice. Like I'm excited about you coming <laughs> to stay. I think it's it going to be so fun. Truly, <laughs> truly. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> but um, quite often people talk about like say having an au pair or something like that to you know, or a border in your house to help offset costs or you know, things like that. And the very thought of that, that's the kind of thing that gives right. me hives is, you know, people having someone else living in my, ha- in my house. So I know an aunt is very much the same. Like I think we like to know that once we come home, that's it. We can just shut off and just be who we want to be. And, and our home is like our real sanctuary so I always look at that that long-term border or that long-term house guest or like that au pair type situation as just could not do it. I just couldn't have somebody else living in my house on a long yes, by yeah. choice. Like That doesn't really appeal to me either because similarly when we are home, I like coming home and just feeling 
relaxed, you know, like the the, <laughs> the metaphorical pants come off, you know, when I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's also that situation of like now that I'm home, I don't have to think about anybody else yeah. except these my family, like, and I'm used to thinking about them all the time. But as soon as you introduce that extra person into your house, it's a pretty rare kind of situation where you can truly just be at ease with another person in your house who's not your immediate family member. I, I, I find it like I've got a friend who she's a real extrovert, like massive extrovert, and also like kind of thrives in chaos. So they've, they, they've had au pairs in the past and always really enjoyed it. And I've always looked at it and gone, yeah, no, like can't do it. Doesn't, <laughs> the idea just doesn't even vaguely, vaguely appeal to me at all. <laughs> I don't care how much it would help me around the house. Yeah, it's interesting. We we travelled, last time we went to Canada, we travelled with Ben's brother as well, who is his immediate family. Yeah. But even that idea a few years ago would have really been a struggle for me. And he's like, we love him. He's wonderful. He's awesome with the kids and just fun to travel <laughs> with. But even that was, was a stretch a few years ago. And it's been interesting to see how maybe my need to control everything and you know, be assured of my comfort at every step has lessened. I think the more I've gotten to know myself and the more comfortable I am with myself. And so when he traveled with it, it was genuinely lovely to have him. And I didn't expect that. I really didn't expect that. And that's not a reflection on him. That's just a reflection on me and my, my approach to sharing my space with people for a long period of time. You know, we, so we lived with him for a month. And I found nothing but fun in it. And it was really nice to have an extra, like an extra person in it. And again, completely different because we were traveling, we were working really light, like light hours while we were traveling. Uh, he was able to babysit the kids sometimes. So Ben and I could go out for dinner. Like that, There was big positives, don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. But that would, would, would not have been enough to convince me a few years ago. So it's been really interesting, I guess, to see how I've changed and I wonder about you know the the living situation I just feel like I'm genuinely uh, generally more relaxed now than I used to be in terms of that kind of stuff like I'm just much more at ease which is is nice actually yeah no I'm interested to to see now that we are in our new house just yeah how we expect to be able to have guests stay more frequently how, how it's going to pan out. It's interesting, when we were in our old house, we had friends come to stay for a week. So it was two adults and two kids. And I was quite worried about that because it was a smaller house. And I was like, oh, how is this, how's this going to work out? Because, you know, I am that person that's just like, I just need my space. But they are basically us. <laughs> right. Very similar personalities, parent very similar ways. Their kids are similar age to ours really just really they were just the most amazing house guests they emptied the dishwasher which to me if you just come in my house and empty my dishwasher and put stuff away like i just you're the most amazing person ever because <laughs> you know right. that you're Note have to that, self <laughs> you know that one job that you just hate and that's it for me i don't know why it's so stupid but yeah that's a bit by the by like it was really interesting to me because i was really nervous about it and i really expected it to be very very hard work and that you know I was doing it because they were friends and they needed somewhere to stay for the week while they were down from up north where they lived at the time 
But yeah, in the end, it was actually quite fun and I enjoyed it. I, you know, obviously there was an end date to it. It's like, okay, this is for like 10 days and then they're going home. So that's cool. But yeah, it was really interesting to me. But yeah, certainly that long-term kind of person living in your house. And so the feeling that you get when you think about not have, not being able to travel ever again, that's the same feeling I have at someone, yeah, living long-term in my house, not by my, <laughs> not by my choice. So yeah. A question, I guess, and I think we've sort of covered it already, is do you have to have your own space to make it a home or do you feel you can make a home anywhere? And that's a good question, a really good question, actually, because I mentioned I don't have a sentimental attachment to this house. We've, we've been renovating for <laughs> uh, six years, <laughs> six year, going on six years. And we've put so much time and energy and effort and money into this little old house that we bought, uh, you know, almost eight years ago. And people are like, oh, so that's, you know, you, you, it's kind of your forever home. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero attachment to it. And, you know, we still continue to work on it because it's, it, you know, it's, it's something that we're working towards and that's fine but I would quite happily sell it tomorrow and if I ever tell anyone that almost anyone that they're horrified <laughs> like but what about all the time and the, you know so I, I I could absolutely feel like I could make a home elsewhere but I don't think I could have done that even two years ago I think I interestingly even though I really did enjoy traveling always have I think it's only been the last couple of years that I've separated my feeling of home from location or house and now I feel a lot more confident in I don't know just finding my place in the world wherever in the world that wherever in the world I am like I, I just ah. I I just don't have that though oh, I, don't, I don't know if there's something wrong with me or not yeah. no I think that that's an important distinction is that whole finding your place so you have like absolute confidence that no matter where you went in the world you can find your place there. Whereas I reckon, like if you dropped me, you took picked me up and dropped me in Paris in an apartment that wasn't my own house, that wasn't my own, I didn't own it, or at least my bank didn't own it. <laughs> you know, I'm in this beautiful city that I would you know, dream of living in for a while, but I would not have the same attachment or feeling or comfort, I think, from being in that place because it's not my place. And I think I, yeah, you can drop me anywhere and I can feel at home there, but I would also know deep down that it's not home. Right. If that makes any sense. So, no, yeah, it I does can make, make sense. a place. Yeah. But I, I have this real strong feeling that, that I need to own the thing I'm living in to truly in my heart feel like this is mine, this is my place, this is where I belong and this is what, you know, I can make this place, yeah, mine and my family. And it's and, I, and then I, I look at thinking like that and I think, I think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> I think that's actually just the human condition, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's, do you think it's a response to an extreme way of thinking? Was it? Do you think that's our brain going? This is a really extreme way to think. Therefore, it must be wrong. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe because it's kind of, like they're really both kind deep of and philosophical now. <laughs> yeah, it's really deep for seven thirty on a Saturday morning. Cal. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
Don't six be sorry. For me, no. just, just oh, yeah. Well, that's true. Sorry. It's even worse for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think because it's like, both of us are on the quite, I wouldn't say extreme, but, you know, we're quite at the ends of the spectrum of this kind of thing, you know, and I think maybe, maybe we do think that it's not kind of middling like most people's situations where they can be at home in a lot of different areas, but they kind of have roots and they kind of like to travel, you know, there's not like a, a big response either way. And then you get you and I who both have like a physical reaction to the idea of either <laughs> not being able to travel or only being able to travel. I don't know. It's really interesting. It's a really interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. When you fly back into Sydney <laughs> after being away, yep. how do you feel? Sad. <laughs> Real sad. <laughs> ben and I have had n- numerous conversations on the road from the airport back to our home. And it's just, <laughs> there is no other way to describe it other than sadness. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 you know, really, really depressing. <laughs> and it's so funny because whenever I fly back into Perth, like I'm on the plane and we, we kind of, you come over the scarp um, and you start being able to see the city and being able to see all the houses as you come to the airport. And I just get this massive, huge grin on my <laughs> face and of like, Oh, and, you know, it just doesn't matter where I've been in the world. It doesn't matter how much fun I've had, how beautiful that place is. And I've been lucky enough to be a lot of really amazing and wonderful places. But just that feeling of flying back into the city and it is like this overwhelming feeling of, oh, I'm home. And, yeah, I knew that we were very different in that regard and I just find it so interesting. Like you have such a different visceral response to the one that I have. Yet once you are at home and you're kind of forced to stay in that one place for a while, like we're quite similar in making that place like this needs to be ours. So, yeah, I thought that was just such an interesting thing to explore. I think for me it's about making the most of wherever I am in the world as well. So if we're at home, and we are most of the time, you know, because we, we don't spend you know, 12 months a year traveling to amazing places. So we make the, the choice to be happy wherever we are. And, you know, and you do the same thing when you travel as well. You really enjoy it. And it's just that you're called or, or drawn more to being at home. And if I had my choice, I would be spending more time not at home. But I think it's just a matter of, you know, choosing where you are and and making the absolute best of it. And, you know, look, if someone said to me tomorrow, you can travel forever, I would, I would be off like a shot, but, uh, or even go like the clappers. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but bringing I think back it's, that terminology. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. We are bringing back old timey Australianisms. Yeah, I just think it's it's also a matter of being content where you are because otherwise I could I could and have fallen into the trap of being really discontent because I wasn't traveling, which is such a like a bullshit privileged problem to have. <laughs> but uh, I I really found myself kind of drifting into discontentment or even unhappiness, and that's ridiculous. You know, it's a matter of of looking at where you are all the wonderful things that, that are at home that mean home and 
just because we're not traveling doesn't mean that those things, those rituals of home aren't with us. Of course they are. So, you know, why not find joy in those as well? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I do like whenever I catch, you know, whenever in the past three years, I've kind of caught myself a little bit at sea going, oh, this isn't really my place. I do have to give myself a slap and go, uh, hello, uh, roof over your head, safe place. And I guess this is, I don't want to digress too, too far, but some of the books that I have read over the past few years were, and some of the experiences that people, acquaintances I know have had where for them, home is not a safe place. Yes. That for me is a very, that has raised a very, very visceral response because to me, like that is the ultimate that home is for me. So, yes, yeah, so as mm. much as I love having my own space and having my own house and everything being in its own place, the biggest, biggest thing home is for me is it is a safe place. My husband doesn't abuse me. <laughs> my kids don't abuse me. When I get here, I know it's a safe place. And that's something that I've come to realize not everybody in the world has. And I guess more than anything else, that is really what home means to me. And that's a really heavy place to be going to, I realize towards the end of this episode and I don't really know where to go from there. No, but I think I think it's a, it's it's a good realization to to recognize what home actually is for you and how fortunate that is. Uh, and you know perspective is an amazing yeah. thing, isn't it? You know. I hate perspective. You um, know I hate perspective, but <laughs> sometimes it just forces us to sit down and, you know, pay attention to what is amazing and fortunate in our own lives. And yeah, I think that's a that's a good thing to to kind of wrap up on because we can drift very quickly into the problems of really fortunate lives uh, without paying attention to the fact that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to have the problems that we're discussing. That's right. And I think, yeah, so I guess like the mess, yeah, if I have a message for anybody or if there's something I'd love someone to take away from this podcast, so anybody who's kind of feeling a little bit at sea, like they're, they're, their sense of place is a little disturbed because I do think that home plays a big part in your sense of place. And I do think that, Maybe if you kind of look at the fact that wherever home is for you now, whether it's where you want it to be or not, if that place is a safe place that you know that you can come home to and let out a deep breath, then I think that right there is is such a huge privilege and something, yeah, that I do have to remind myself very, very often. It doesn't matter how beautiful the place that you live in or whatever, if it's not a safe place to you, it's it's not great, but if it is a safe place to you, how wonderful is that? Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter and on Facebook. If you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag LetItBePod or uh, head over to LetItBe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt, you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And, um, you know, we, we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.